0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program already in progress. Final hour on this Wednesday. Come on in, stay a while. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. The uh, feel-great movie of the holidays, Season Sing 2, now in theaters. Scan the QR code to buy tickets now. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at Show. During a normal week in the fall, there's a sense of emptiness on Tuesday night when you don't have NFL games to watch. This week, we got more than enough midweek football, and to be honest, it wasn't that great. One of the reasons the NFL is so popular is the schedule. The scarcity of the product makes every game special. Baseball seasons are endless by comparison, and it doesn't help the quality was inconsistent in the games that were delayed by covid Cleveland started Nick Mullins at quarterback. Washington had to go with Garrett Gilbert, and they just picked him up from the Patriots. Seahawks-Rams game was supposed to be a marquee game, and it turned out to be a sloppy win for L.A. And I understand that you know the postponements were a matter of necessity, but it, it is a reminder the NFL has pretty much figured out what to do with a regular season schedule. And while we might fantasize about having a game every night, The reality is the product wouldn't be up to the sports normal standards. And you saw that last night. You know, there were moments of good football, but there were also moments of bad football as well. We did pose the question of Tuesday night football. You know, the NFL is all about revenue streams. And if the players would get that money, uh, they might sign up for something like that, because that's what it comes down to. But the quality of play, I'm not big on Thursday night games either. Just because, you know, you end a game on Sunday, by the time you show up for work and then how much prep time and then you're going to play in a game, you know, Chargers against the Chiefs, you know, in a big game on a Thursday night. You know, good game, but, you know, are we being fair to these players? And what's it going to mean long-term as far as long-term for the season going into the postseason? You know, the, the shri- you know sheer attrition that happens with injuries and COVID. And look at the Buccaneers. You know, the Buccaneers are decimated with injuries. Last year, they were healthy at this time. And one of the reasons why they won the Super Bowl. You look at teams, who's getting healthy? The Buccaneers are trending in the opposite direction. Green Bay, going to get some players back. Kansas City, getting healthier. But you start to look at some of these other teams and you say, all right, what are they going to be like in two weeks? Three weeks, even a month down the road. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Paulie asked this morning, where did the term dropping dimes come from? And I said, well, I have an opinion. We were talking about basketball. Paulie goes, everybody save it. Dropping dimes. All right. Todd, do you want to give your explanation, definition of dropping dimes in basketball?
1: I think dropping dimes is just the, the way you release the ball and just kind of putting it, like, over the defender. That's dropping a dime.
0: Okay. McLovin? I'm not sure I understand that, but okay. I don't know exactly how, but
2: I think it's a reference to pay phones. Okay, pay phones. Connor. O'Connor? Mm, something so great just happens you need to call somebody.
3: Mm, okay. Holly. Oh. Um, Like you got so much change in your pocket, it's just falling all over the place. you you got so many assists, they're just flying out. Mm.
0: I always thought that you're going to help somebody out by giving them a dime when it used to be a dime to use a payphone. Now, I know it's going to sound strange to to a a portion of our audience, so they're going to go, what are payphones? What's a dime? What's a dime? What are (laughs) payphones? But that's what I always thought it was, that, hey, can you help a brother out? Give me a dime. Give them a dime, and then you know they're making a call. Yeah, Paul.
3: Dan, I think you're the closest explanation so far. Okay. Uh, we did a deep dive, the I team, because Ooh. we have a lot of free time. Okay. The first explanation for dropping dimes comes from the early days of payphones. It would cost a dime to make a phone call. If someone would assist you in helping with a phone call, they would be dropping a dime for you. Mm. This term, like most terms, made its way into sports and became known as a spectacular. Well, time past. Well, time pass It's also become. A football term of a a great pass. But dropping a dime, the origins pay phone. You
0: have Danny Dimes with the uh, New York Giants.
3: That's not helping the cause. No. Um, But there's also a term dropping a dime on someone, which means to rat them out. That that would mean to call the cops, to narc someone out, as we used to say.
0: So I think it's it's phone related. Yes. The origin is to drop a dime on somebody, you're going to rat them out. Or I'm dropping a dime. I'll help a brother out and here you go. Here's, exactly. Here's a dime. Make a call. Dropping dimes. I never dropped dimes when I played, so that's why it's kind of foreign to me. And I never narked anybody out and dropped a dime on somebody either. Yes, McClellan.
4: Is, is it you're saying you didn't drop a dime because you just wanted to shoot every time? Is yes, that, I did.
0: Got it. Yes, I did.
4: Yeah. So if I was big number 52 down low
0: and I felt open, I wasn't getting it? Probably not. Probably, but I would look your way. I I, I always love doing this. And and you'll see players who do it like they, the guy's open, but you don't want to throw it to him because you know he's not that good. But you give it the, oh, and then you turn away and you throw it to somebody else. I kind of mastered that. I'm like, ah, I can't right get it to you down low even though you're wide open. Yeah, Paul.
3: NBA TV last <laughs> night, after you left, had uh, an old Lakers-Bulls game on. I think it was from 88 with Michael Jordan. And uh, the Bulls would start every single game by getting the ball down low to Bill Cartwright, the aging serviceable center. And that was the Bulls' plan for years and years. So Cartwright would get the first pass, the first shot, and then Michael Jordan would take over the game.
0: You're right. He would. It, it always felt like Bill Cartwright had the first basket for every Chicago Bulls game, and then he never got the ball after that. Yes,
4: Can I say as the guy who doesn't get that pass, there's nothing more deflating to your confidence. <laughs> that guy's never gonna hit a shot now because when the guy looks at you and knows you're not gonna you're a star player, yeah, you just can't hit the shot after that. It's yeah. terrible.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, let's get some phone calls in here. Uh eight seven seven three D P show. Fritzy, um, do you have a limerick today? I kind of do. Wait, do you or don't I you? I do have a limerick. Okay.
1: A kind of meaning, I don't know if you'll love it or not, but I, I, it is a limerick.
0: Well, I kind of, uh, I, I know I won't like it, but I, you kind of have a limerick.
1: Would you like me to share it? Yeah. Uh, it was time. Wait,
0: what's the topic?
1: The Ram Seahawks. Okay. Rams over Seahawks.
0: Seahawks. Is the okay. limerick. Thank subject. you. Thank you for the enunciation there.
1: It was time to show us what's up. The Ram's a big dog, not a pup. They gave us good reason. Hawks clinch losing season. So-fi, so good with Stafford to Cup.
0: Okay. Happy holidays. Yeah, thank you, Todd. <laughs> Happy holidays. That's nice.
1: And that once again was a limerick of Rams over Seahawks. Yeah, I got 10 it. Points.
0: I got it. Thank you, Todd.
1: Big game for Cooper Cup last night.
0: Yes, it was. Yes, it was.
1: And the so-fi part was because they were at a home game. Yeah, I
0: got it. I they got didn't it. play the Super Bowl. Thank you for explaining. Right. I always appreciate that. Sean in Oregon. Hey, Sean, what's on your mind today?
5: Good morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I know Michael Jordan's, you know, one of the best players and, but I'm, I want to say, you know, look at YouTube and look at Clyde Drexler against Michael Jordan. I mean, Clyde was never afraid and I don't think Clyde or Jordan ever tried that stuff in Portland or tried that stuff outside the bus calling on the Blazers. And I wanted to touch on Pete Carroll. You know, Pete's seventy, and seventy is like the new sixty. You know, I think Pete's in good health. I think you got to look at the rest of the team diminishing, and you got to look at Russell Wilson diminishing. Last night, over ten yards, he has one for eleven. This year, the, the, the Seahawks, there's seven games they haven't scored more than seventeen points.
0: Do and, you want to keep? You know, do you want to keep Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson if it came down to that?
5: I'm not a Pete Carroll fan. Okay. Uh, but I'm not going to put it all on Pete Carroll.
0: But it might come down to that, Sean, that, that I don't know if these two can coexist after this. Like, you know, so that they're going to have to make a decision. And look, Pete looks like he's, you know, 50 years of age, got the energy. Uh, but I don't know if Seattle looks at this and going forward says, we, we want to follow Pete or do we still want Russ here? And I think Russ would be amenable to going some other place. I think it's one of those, be careful what you ask for. Because if you say, oh, Russ, we can send you to the Giants. You know, we, we lost, uh, you know, our first round draft pick with Jamal Adams. And uh, Russ is going to go there and you're going to go, uh, wait, this team isn't any better than what I had in Seattle. Yeah, Paul.
3: Don't you think that's a really dicey situation from a PR standpoint? If somehow the management of the Seahawks goes to Russell Wilson and says, look, Would you be in favor of us replacing the quarter, you know, the coach and offensive coordinator? Like he always said, Russell said, I want input. And if he agrees to it and it gets out that Pete Carroll is gone because Russell Wilson gave the green light to it, that's a tough one PR wise. And he's a PR guy, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I know. I know. Big PR guy. I get the feeling that Russell will be elsewhere. I
0: think that that would probably be best for PR, legacy, um, Even for Russ's future, that and for both sides here, you know, Russ is a big figure there, and you don't have any help on the way. You need some draft picks, you could get some draft picks. Giants have a couple that are expendable. Miami, if it would be a place like that, Denver. Uh, So I, I think that there's possibilities here, but you know, I don't think Russ has been healthy since he had the finger surgery, I don't think he's played well. And I can put some of this on him, absolutely. But I, I always question the game plan. They're they're not a team where you go, man, Seattle can score some points. It's always, what what they get, like 18 points? What they get? 22 points? It's always some strange number there.
3: They're always going into the fourth quarter down 15-12.
0: Yes. <laughs> it just felt like that. And be like, oh, my God. They're tough to watch. Tough to watch. All right. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have here? Andrew in Michigan. Hey, Andrew, what do you have for me?
5: Hi, Dan. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, uh, Six-foot-hard, 240. Um, Question in a potential I-team report. Um, What is the – sounds like there may be a little conflict that McLovin may have been using this as a power play to squeeze a little bit more money out of the institution. I just wanted to hang up and hear your thoughts on what the potential of that was and the failed attempt that McLovin had here.
4: Okay. Playing Uh, hardball. That's my style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There was never any. McLovin did not use this job for leverage to get a pay raise. He just says, I'm leaving. So this is what happened. McLovin came to me and he goes, I need to talk to you. And once he said that, I knew that McLovin was leaving. Because I could tell, it was written all over his face, that this was really going to be difficult. And I thought, all right, let me let me make this easier for him. And we go into my office. He sits down, and he says, I'm leaving. And I said, okay. I said, you know, And then he told me what the job is. I said, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. And uh, there was no, I'll stay if. You know, I understood. McLevin would drive... 90 minutes each way every morning from Brooklyn and never complained. Got here in time, did everything he was supposed to do. I can't begrudge you to improve your life. Now, we'll miss you. Absolutely. Be a big void there. But, you know, once I could tell that you got it out and then I was able to kind of just say, you know, feel feel proud for yourself. You know, you, you parlayed this into an afternoon radio show in New York. My biggest relief was when you started doing your to do list
4: to replace me right in front of me. No, you were just like, no, and in, in a sense, because you're like, you weren't, you weren't mad at all. You were just like, no, no. and you included me. You, you didn't make me leave the office. I think you just talked to me like we always talk. So it was, it was, that was a hard moment, to be honest. Uh,
0: no, it was. Yeah. But, but I, I wanted you to know that you should feel proud and, and I know you had mixed emotions, but, I mean, I move on. It was like, okay, now I got to go, okay, what do we do here? When are you going to leave? Okay, uh, this person can help and do those jobs. Like, I had a checklist here right in front of you.
4: Right, but it was 0% callous at all. It was totally just like, you are you know, you basically said you're still always part of the
0: family. Well, I wanted you to help me replace you or have people who were going to be able to do what you do on the show. Yep. And that was it. That's I, I wanted your input. Not like, all right, McLovin's gone. All right, so, you know. I didn't I didn't want to replace you with
3: anybody.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, security walked me out that day. It was no big deal. I know. It's normal. I know. Uh,
0: we have breaking NBA news, Paulie?
3: Yes, we do. But first, do you want us to just clip that last four minutes and play it at the end of tomorrow's show, and then we could all leave a li- like four minutes early?
0: I'm not going to feel that way tomorrow.
3: Right. So maybe I can just clip it and then make you seem emotional. Huh.
0: Oh, well, Todd and I have a bet. You do need to shed one tear. Todd says I will... Shed a tear.
1: I may bring in an onion and kind of sneak it on your side of the glass there to mm. win that But
0: Will McLovin shed a tear? Oh my God, are you kidding me? Definitely. Oh,
4: okay. I think so. I don't know. Maybe, I yeah, but by the way, that was our most emotional moment. We just ruined the whole bit right there. You know when you say don't give everything away before the show? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but trust me, tomorrow it is going to hit you hard that you're leaving this show and everything that you meant to this show. Uh, you know? That you're gonna, you better cry. Yeah, I would <laughs> worry <a> way. <laughs> I would worry. <If> <laughs> yeah, if you don't cry, I'm gonna be really upset. Uh, what's the breaking NBA news?
3: Oh, we got breaking news. Not to mess with this beautiful moment, but this is gigantic. From Woj, free agent guard slash forward Joe Johnson is signing a 10 day deal with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, Joseph Joe Johnson is back. Johnson is expected to return to the franchise that drafted him 20 years ago. Man. expected to play tonight versus Cleveland. He's already ready to play. I love it. I'm going to pencil
0: him in for 15.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The Hall of Good.
0: Still, yes, he is. He greets you at the door for the Hall of Good. Yes, McLovin.
4: Paul, cut short our emotional moment for the 11th Joe Johnson to the Celtics signing. What?
0: (laughs) It is kind of emotional that Joe Johnson. I mean, listen to the emotion in this laugh by Joe Johnson. That's a man full of
3: emotion.
2: I mean, I think it's fair to ask who's meant more to the program, Andrew or Joe Johnson, <laughs> wow. because it's we've, Joe Johnson has been a major figure. Yeah, here.
3: good call. Yeah.
0: Let's take a break. <laughs> starting to get a little misty on right here for Joe Johnson, not McLevin leaving. And we'll take a break back after this Dan Patrick show. M Drive. You want to achieve your health and fitness goals? You got to put in the work every day, Todd. Every day. Every day. Once a week
1: is not going to get it done.
0: But, you know, I realize M Drive's not for everybody, Todd. It's for the driven. Oh. And I don't know. you I'm not part of that? I don't know if you're the driven.
1: I could be driven. But you're not. I have some drive left in me that I need to tap into.
0: M-Drive, the supplement for driven men with no plans on slowing down even as they age. M-Drive special blend of clinically tested herbs and vitamins supports your body's natural testosterone production, giving you the energy and the strength and the mental boost you need to compete every single day. m com, free shipping, 60-day money back guarantee, nothing to lose Todd except for LB's. M-Drive available also at Walgreens, Rite Aid and Vitamin Shop. Does not contain testosterone. Instead, it helps your body maintain natural testosterone production. M-Drive, strength, energy you need to fuel your daily drive. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com drivedancom Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This award-nominated program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans, built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. We'll get to uh, Steve Palazzolo, who is the co-host of Pro Football Focus, the NFL podcast here in a moment. Scott and Austin would like to counter Todd's limerick of the Seahawks and the Rams with one of his own. Scott, thanks for joining us. And that was a better limerick yeah. than ben Todd's. <laughs> I knew you one. That. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Well done. I thought you were
1: going to say by default, I'm mm-hmm. the, the winner of the uh, Limerick contest. Thank but you. Time. went the other way
0: on me. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Steve Palazzolo, the uh, co host, Pro Football Focus, the NFL podcast. You can uh, check out the podcast and go to profootballfocus.com. They're a uh, sale going on on elite subscriptions, a great gift for the holiday season. And uh, the promo code is elite up there to take advantage of that. Steve joins us now. Steve, uh, you do this for a living where you're grading players and looking at all the film. Uh, what kind of season is Matthew Stafford having right now?
6: Uh, this is great. This was uh, the season that I predicted for him. Uh, I thought I was going to lose it for a while, but my prediction was he was going to grade in our system, in a similar manner as he did in previous seasons, which for us was low 80s, uh, which is good, very good quarterback. But I predicted that his uh, production would be a lot better in that system with uh, with the great receivers that he have. I didn't know Cooper Cup was going to be as good as he's been this year, but I figured the system and the supporting cast would would increase Stafford's production. I think we're seeing that. Stafford has been good this season, had a couple of those rough games in the middle, the turnovers, uh, the Sunday night football game against Tennessee. But overall, Stafford has, uh, he's made some big plays. He's missed a few open throws, had some turnover-worthy throws, but I think these last few weeks we're seeing the big-time throws that they got him for, right? The 50-yarder a couple weeks ago to Van Jefferson, uh, special throws into tight coverage. So overall, I think Stafford is having one of the better years of his career, but not as good as maybe the He's a passer rating of one hundred and eight, and you know, most productive passing offense in the league. I don't think he's been that good, but he's been good, and the supporting cast has helped elevate his game even further.
0: Is he a top ten quarterback
6: this year? Uh, yeah, we have him at number seven overall as a passer. So yeah, he's he's in that top. He's definitely in that top ten range right now, especially in a year where there hasn't really been there hasn't really been elite quarterback play across the NFL. Nobody's really standing out. So Stafford's got the they've got the best passing production in the league. And he's at number seven in our passing grade so far this year.
0: No, Rogers has been pretty elite.
6: Yeah, I think I think people are forgetting a couple of Rogers games in here because uh, week one he had that game against the Saints where he was terrible. They lost thirty-eight to three. It was, I mean, it was pretty much the same thing we just saw from Tom Brady the other night. It just happened, you know, months ago. So I think people forget it. And honestly, the game they won seventeen to nothing against the Seattle Seahawks, he was just as bad. Through an end zone interception, he was he was not good in that particular game. So Rogers has had a few duds and he has not been, I don't think, as good throw for throw as he was last year in that MVP season.
0: Yeah, but thirty touchdowns, four interceptions. That's an off year.
6: No, I get it. He also has twelve turnover worthy plays, because again we track this stuff. So he's got far but he's usually he's look, he's one of the best in the league. Wait, wait. E- explain making...
0: that, Steve. Turnover worthy. Yeah.
6: So we're we're grading every player in every play. So we're going in there and saying if you misread the play and throw the ball two way linebacker say uh, whether or not the linebacker catches the ball, it's a bad play, right? If it's caught, it's an interception. If it's not, it's the same bad play. So Rodgers has gotten away with a few of those plays this year, more than usual. He's still one of the best at taking care of the ball, but that's why I don't always look directly at touchdown-to-interception ratio because in this particular case, Rodgers' interception totals, uh, it's lying a little bit this year, I think, compared to previous seasons.
0: I don't know what to make of Jalen Hurts. I find him a, a valuable weapon – and, yeah. But I, I don't know unless Philadelphia embraces him like Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson, then it it feels like that question is always going to loom there with him. Is he the right quarterback, franchise quarterback? How do you grade Jalen Hurts? Because it's it what he gives you is not normal from quarter you know quarterbacks perspective.
6: Yeah, you know I think it took them a few weeks to figure out they need to play this style of football, and and now that style of football being this team that can run for 150, 200 yards every single week and use Jalen Hurts in the design running game. They had games earlier this year where it was just throw, throw, throw. And look, I'm, I'm a past game enthusiast. I love that. But when you have a Jalen Hurts, a run, a, a quarterback who brings value in the design running game, um, is it's tough to defend. And I think you see a game like last night where Jalen Hurts is used in the design run game. It opens things up for the running backs. You run play action off of that. You can win with that in this in the NFL, right? You could do that. And then this, what do you make of Jalen Hurts? The tough part's going to be, do you want to sign him long-term, right? Has he done enough there? I think he's good on a rookie contract, right? You could do some cool stuff on a rookie contract, building this great roster around him. Don't necessarily know if I want to lock him up long-term. Mm-hmm. We're still a little over a year into his career, so, hey, he can improve. So, in other words, he's a, he's a good enough passer, and, and playing that style opens up throws. Uh, Lamar Jackson has more open throws than other quarterbacks because the defense has to account for him and that rushing attack, and it creates open receivers. Jalen Hurts brings that to the table as well, so you can mitigate some of the maybe lack of polish in the pocket that Jalen Hurts has.
0: Is Carson Wentz a positive or a negative for the Colts?
6: Can I say neutral? He's neutral. I mean, he's a he's a league average quarterback, and he has for a while. I think he's been more positive than negative this year, though. He's generally taking care of the ball. Um, He did not take care of the ball on Saturday night against the Patriots. He was uh, pretty bad in that game, and they they got away with it. But overall, uh, you take away the the game in the with the river rain, you know, on in, in Sunday night football against the Niners, Carson Wentz has done a really nice job of taking care of the ball. And, and when you do that, when you have the Colts offensive line and Jonathan Taylor, you can win some games, right? And they've scored a ton of points. They've got Michael Pittman emerging. Wentz does get the ball to him pretty well. So I think it's been more positive than negative, but I don't think Wentz is out there carrying the team or anything like he did, say, in 2017. Yeah, but Eagle. when you
0: say, boy, he takes care of the ball, that doesn't have a franchise quarterback sound to it. Should the Colts be in the market for another quarterback, an upgrade?
6: Yeah, I, I don't know how they're, they're going to be challenged with that contract and everything, but I'm, I'm generally of the mind, unless you have one of, say, the top eight quarterbacks in the league and, and defining those probably harder than ever, harder than it was, you know, five or six years ago, if you don't have one of those guys, I think you're always in the market because, yeah, you want a guy that can elevate those around you, not do what I just described, taking care of the ball and relying on everyone else to kind of carry you.
0: The Seahawks offense is not good because what, why, who?
6: They have uh, – Shane Waldens the new offensive coordinator, and they just – they've been – early in the season, they were a little top-heavy. Russ, Russ makes those special throws down the field. Couple times a game. Overall, it looks efficient. They're just play by play. They're not. It's it's the intermediate level of the field that they're not attacking. So I think there's a little bit of play calling. There's a little bit of Russell Wilson in there. That 10 to 19 yard range in this new offense just has been non-existent. So it's been a bunch of short passes. Russ hits a couple bombs over the top, and then you have a game like last night when he doesn't hit those bombs. This offense is terrible. Um, so it's it's just too. There's not enough high percentage quality plays in this offense and i think that's a combination of uh shane waldron as offensive coordinator this new system just not meshing with russell wilson's skill set and plus russell wilson's just not playing nearly as well as he did for the majority of last year 2018 the rest of his career uh whether that's partly the finger injury we're just not seeing the same russell wilson for the most part this season
0: how do you rank rate cooper Cup's season
6: Man, it's a, it's incredible. I mean, I think you know he's he's got that triple crown of receptions and yards and touchdowns and everything. But um, he is just he's good at everything, right? I mean, he's great after the catch. He's good at getting open against man coverage. He's got a great feel for zone. Him and Matthew Stafford have just had an incredible connection as far as being on the same page. So Cup's been the best. He's best receiver in the league this year. And but if, uh, if somebody
0: I, hadn't seen Cooper Cup play, how yeah. would you describe him?
6: I would say he's like the, he's an uber slot receiver who took his game from, gets open underneath and, you know, has a good feel for the game, and taken his game to the next level where you can't leave him one-on-one, and he can win at every level of the field like the best receivers can. Um, And then the Rams put him in good position to succeed as well. So very good all-around receiver, does everything well, sure-handed, great after the catch, creates big plays.
0: But... Is he Devontae Adams category? Is he a healthy DeAndre Hopkins category? Or, you know, there there's quite a few great receivers, but Cooper Cup is is having one of the greatest seasons of all time.
6: I, I think he's a step below those guys because you do have you do have a built-in advantage when you're in the slot, right? So and that's where he does most of his work. Um, I don't think you just drop Cooper Cup into Green Bay's offense and say, hey, go beat Devontae Adams, right? Go beat uh Man coverage as often as you do, so he's a step below those true outside X receivers. But it's one of the best slot receiver seasons of all time, which is you know technically a little bit easier, but at this level of production, you know Cooper Cup, it's definitely a special
0: season. I see what you said. You know, step a step below. Here comes down to forty yard dash time. I see what you're doing, Steve.
6: <laughs> it's all, I'm just a speed guy. Give me all the, give me all the fast guys.
0: Is Lamar Jackson improving?
6: No, he's not. Uh, earlier this season, I may have said yes, but the last few weeks, you know, prior to his injury, were were pretty bad. And it was um, a lot of decision making stuff, right? It was uh, a lot of just him throwing into coverage. And uh, the curious part here is, I think he's got his best group of playmakers that he's had in his entire career. You know, with Marquise Brown breaking out, with Rashad Bateman there, with Sammy Watkins, and and what Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews continuing to take his game to the next level. This should have been not maybe the best statistical season for Lamar because. Yeah, you every know, season was great, but this should have been a much better season for Lamar Jackson. And I think the last few weeks he's uh, he's taken a step back in his development where he's just not seeing the field very well.
0: The Packers Chiefs grayed out as the two best teams right now.
6: Yeah, I think I mean I think trending wise too, you know, the, the Chiefs defense, um, I think they went on a run. I don't I still don't know that they're necessarily championship caliber. I think the Chiefs offense has shown flashes of being what they were before, but they will uh, they're not exactly where they were, but it's dangerous enough. And I think the Packers, part of the intrigue with the Packers is maybe David Bakhtiari is going to come back. Maybe you know, Jair Alexander is going to come back at some point. The Packers last year, I think, were very reliant on just Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Jair, like the top heavy roster. They're able to win in other ways now. with Guys like Rasul Douglas and Devontae Campbell stepping up on defense. So love the way the Packers are trending and they're getting other good players back. So, yeah, I think the top two seeds, Packers and Chiefs, are the two best teams in the NFL right now.
0: Thank you, Steve, as always. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us. My best to everybody at Pro Football Focus.
6: Thank you, Dan. Merry Christmas to you and all the
0: viewers. That's uh, Steve Palazzolo and our listeners as well. Steve may just think it's a TV show. He may not know that he's also on radio, entertaining a nation right there. I love that they look at every play. And even those moments of, like, uh, that a pass should have been intercepted, that they count that as well. But Aaron Rodgers, still, when you say... If I take away the Saints game, that the the numbers for Aaron Rodgers are like crazy, but still thirty and four interceptions here. Yeah, Paul.
3: What was the phrase he said? Was it turnover friendly pass? T T N yeah. T F something? Turnover
0: worthy? Turnover worthy? Turnover worthy. I think that's what he said. I think so. Yes, McLevin. Did you agree with
4: his take that Cooper cups a step below because he lines up in the slot? I- I actually, I didn't even, never no, heard that.
0: I, I don't care where you line up, it's where you end up. And he's ending up in the end zone. So you can wind, line up wide, that's one thing. All right, you line up in the slot. Oh, he's in the end zone. Okay, that's the goal. Yeah, Paul. Do
3: you guys think you'd take Travis Kelsey over Devontae Adams? Are, are those guys considered the best at their position right now? Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey. Is that fair? Julius you lean tight end? Well, there's a lot of good tight ends. So Kittle,
0: there's Kelsey. A, there's there's It's a crazy wave of great tight ends. But um, I would take Devontae Adams. I mean, Travis Kelsey has, you know, Tyree Kill. You got to always remember that. Devontae Adams doesn't have that other weapon. Yeah, McLovin.
4: I think the wide receivers get paid more, like franchise yeah. tag, and they get drafted higher. Yeah.
0: Well, that's why you had, you know, the big controversy. Jimmy Graham wanted to be out a wide receiver and Jimmy Graham's a tight end. A couple of phone calls, Nate in Oklahoma. Hi, Nate. Welcome back. What do you have for me?
5: Hey Dan, how's it going? Great, Nate. Uh, bold, com- bold comparison with McLovin and uh, Winston Churchill, but I love it. Um, on the Tuesday <laughs> night games, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think it's just too much. Plus, I think my wife would kick me out a few weeks ago. She said, Oh, is there Columbus Day football? I was like, of course, there's not a special game. And I was like, Oh, it's Monday night. And she's not happy. <laughs> um, also, you mentioned you smoke a cigar every night. Just curious, what's your go to cigar? All right, thanks, guys.
0: All right, well, thank you, Nate. Uh, variety, wide variety. Uh Padron Anniversary. Uh Arturo Fuente. There's so many great cigars. Bolivar. Yes. The one
2: the XX, the Art Fuente Opus. Opus X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: one's great. Uh Hoya De Monterey. That's great. A lot of great cigars. And and you don't have to like a Gloria Cubano. You could get that and it's like nine bucks. No. It's not Cuban, but it's it's still you want a cigar to smoke a cigar? People always make the mistake. They go, oh, I want a Cuban cigar. And I always go, no, you don't. You don't want to go there. Well, that's the best cigar. Well, I don't want you throwing up. I don't want your head spinning. Because there are cigars that will turn you green. And usually it'll be somebody who doesn't have a cigar. They'll be at a holiday party and they'll go, oh, you got cigars. And I'll go, no, you don't want to smoke those. Here, smoke this one. And they I like, no, I want to try a Cuban. I go, okay. Next thing you know, they're quiet. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just kind of sitting, and then they're weaving a little bit. And I go, I told you. It, it'll mess you up. Yeah, Paul. Do
3: you think people have the same mentality with wine, that if they hear that a wine is expensive, they yeah. think it's better?
0: When I have my holiday party, people assume, man, you spent a lot of money on this wine. And usually you get a great bottle of wine for $22. But they think, well, you're, you spent a lot of money. I'm like, no, I don't have to. Good good bottle of wine.
3: Yeah, Paul. To be fair, I've gone to your holiday parties, and your guests go through all your alcohol. That's true. I mean, it is gone. That is true. It's a wasteland when it's gone. I know. I know. I know. They grabbed, like, the blue label. Or...
0: Oh, that happened with my neighbor. Did Bob. he grab, like, a... Bob. Yeah, it was brand new. It was a gift that I got that day, and, and it was uh, Johnny Walker. Blue label. Oh, wait. And I, so I didn't even open it up, but Bob opened it up, and he's sitting downstairs, and he's cracked the bottle. And I go, hey, Bob. And then he goes, ah, oh, Johnny Walker's great. I said, yeah, I got it as a gift today. He goes, oh, that's great. So he cracked it.
3: Yes. That, that to me seems like a faux pas. <laughs> you don't crack another man's alcohol. You wait. You, if it's open, you can have a sip.
0: I don't think there are any rules after a while at a holiday party. Etiquette at that bar seems to be (laughs) sparse. Yes, yes, it is.
3: You need a like a cover charge over there.
0: I I need a bouncer is what I need there. I, I
3: could doorman it for you.
0: The Raptors at the Bulls game scheduled for tonight has been postponed. The Raptors don't have the league required eight available players to proceed the game against the Bulls. Last call for phone calls. What we learn? What's in store tomorrow? You know, they might get desperate enough that somebody may want to call me up because I'd be more than happy to, you know, leave this job for a little while. Somebody needs some help. Spot up shooter. Celtics, you and Joseph Joe. Yeah, Joe Johnson, you're calling him up. Shooters. Yes, Tom.
1: How many minutes do you think you could give right now? if Someone said, you know, we need you out there. Not long, but we need you to be serviceable on the court.
0: Um, you know, I could give you a, a 10. Like, I don't play at the other end. So it's, it's almost like that uh, old Iowa basketball, women's basketball, where <laughs> some stayed at the other end. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do that. Take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Michael Bublé is going to join us on the program tomorrow. He was great last time he was on. Can we sing for Michael Bublé? Could we come up with our own Christmas song for Michael Bublé to sing?
2: Oh. You want to write a, a Christmas song?
0: Yeah. Wow. What do you think? Write it and he sings it? Write it yeah. we sing it. No, he sings it. Yeah, he just canceled. No, no, he'll do it. He's a gamer. If he's a crooner, then he'll be able to do this. So Michael Buble. Todd is so excited to have Michael Buble. I am. I thought he was awesome. But what if I say everybody gets to sing except for you? It's your show. If
1: that's what you want to do, I would be disappointed. Did I...
0: you book Michael Buble so you could sing?
1: I did not. I booked John Oates so that I could sing. I was hoping that you would walk into that, and you thankfully did. But, uh, no, if if you want me to sing, I'll sing. If not, that's fine. But that was not the impetus for inviting him. It was more because he's a a Christmas kind of guy, holiday season, and he was great last time around.
0: Thank you, Tom. You got it. Uh, So tomorrow, the last day for McLovin. Also, uh, I hand out the the least valuable Ed has already been decided. There was no mystery there. It's Todd. Uh, I will uh, reveal who is the most valuable Danette and also the uh, most valuable backroom guy as well. That will happen. All of that happening tomorrow.
3: Yes, Paul. A couple things. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu asked if there's going to be an MVC this year, most valuable caller.
2: Mm. Now, he
3: asked it, so he's hoping he gets it. Secondly, Fritzy for two weeks said that he was going to book a guest to make McLovin happy in the last uh, segment of the show that he's on. I assumed it was going to be Dr. J. Or well, Randall no, Cunningham?
0: No, McLovin doesn't want a guest in the last segment. Uh. McLovin wants the last segment but, of, to be about McLovin.
3: Fritzy teased Michael Bublé as if it was uh, Mike Schmidt coming on to mm. make McLovin happy. Mm.
4: I did think that the surprise mystery guest had something to do with me. But I, as long as it's not like a breaking news story like Joe Johnson signs with the Celtics interfering with my emotional
0: Yeah, because you might have something that happens tomorrow, takes over the show, we don't get time to say goodbye. I don't know. I mean, you know, news is always breaking. So On I, a Friday or is it a Thursday a, before Christmas a, know, Eve, it should I be know, quiet. I know. I'd hate
2: for it to happen. Classic news dump. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: NFL cancel season.
0: Plus, I got to throw something on the grill. You know, we're not here for Friday, so have a meet Thursday. Something simple. You know, maybe hamburgers, hot dogs. Nothing elaborate for you. Yeah, because you're kind of a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Well, I'm still mad I tried to do tofu, which the Traker did a great job with, by the way, but still, it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, Brandon in South Carolina joins us. Hi, Brandon.
6: Dan, Danette, I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, so, my 12-year-old son Dan loves the show. He listens to the podcast either after school or, like, right now on Christmas break. He's maybe even watching the show right now, probably at home. So, I purchased the uh, Jimmy Jimerson shirt from the DP store. <laughs> Shout out to the store; it's awesome. And um, I was really hoping Jimmy could give us his take on our favorite team, the University of Georgia Bulldogs, what, we, what they will do differently in the playoffs after that horrendous loss in the SEC championship game.
0: All right. Well, Brandon, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your son. Let's go to Jimmy Jimerson. get his thoughts on the
2: Georgia Bulldogs. Jimmy? Well, obviously, when you think of Georgia, you think of their defense. And uh, that, that's going to play a big role, a big role in getting them uh, into a title Contention. Hmm.
0: Well, back, s- back to you. Well, thank you, Jimmy. Well said. No doubt about that. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Great insight there, Jimmy
2: Jimerson. I mean, we're talking about Georgia. I know. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about the Georgia Bulldogs here. Okay. I'm not sure people realize that. That's Seton's favorite <laughs> go
0: to line. <laughs>
2: okay. We're talking about. Okay. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Tom Brady. Okay. Do people realize that? Do people realize that right now? We're talking about Tom Brady. And it, and it buys
0: you time. To, because that's all the analyst wants to do. They just want to... So... How good are the Buccaneers mm. now? Well, we're talking about Tom Brady here. So now I've I've bought myself about six or seven seconds. And then you go the National Football League. It's never the NFL. Never.
2: It's always the National Football League. I mean, okay, look, let's just start with the quarterback, okay? They got Tom Brady, all right? So, I mean, I think that gives them a chance to win just about everything, okay? Okay. <laughs> Obviously, injuries are a concern, but I never count Tom Brady out of anything. <laughs> uh, Ian in Colorado. Ian, what do you have for us? Hey, how's it going,
5: fellas? Uh, 58180. Thank you. Uh, McLovin, peace out. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm happy for you. And uh, so, Dan, I'm calling about a dilemma I've got going on with uh, I'm trying to go to a Lakers game out here in Denver. Should I go to the one against the Nuggets on the 15th? I know they're not playing very well. Or should I go to the one at the very end of the season on April 10th? Maybe a little more meaningful depending on the standings. And um, lastly, I was hoping maybe I could hear uh, Todd's impression of Dr. Phil.
0: Okay. Thank you, Ian. That's random. It's very random. Uh, So I would go later. I'd go in April because maybe the Lakers will be healthy, and you, you might be getting a, a team ready to make a postseason run. I don't know what you're going to get in a couple of weeks with this team. Uh, Todd, do you want to uh, provide Ian your Dr. George, Phil impersonation?
1: You got this big, elaborate, expensive fish tank. You ain't got no fish in it. That doesn't make any sense. You're walking around, you got your lasso, you got your boots on, everything. You ain't no cowboy, though. That's not going to get it done. What's that got to do with my kid that's uh, on drugs? Because you're walking around, I'm trying to tell you, and I'm paying attention. You're walking around, you're riding the horse and everything, but that don't make you no cowboy.
0: He does use those analogies, and you're going, Where is he going with this?
1: You're going to the foot doctor for a sore throat. We're not going to make any progress here.
3: This day in sports history, Paulie. 1962, Vince Lombardi, the uh, coach of the Packers, was on the cover of Time Magazine. 1996, Cordell Stewart of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ran for 80 yards against the Panthers. It was the longest scoring running, uh, run by a quarterback in NFL history.
0: Todd, what did you learn on today's award nominated program? Uh, I
1: love this one. Chris Sims gave us a new term when a defensive player is whistled for barely touching the quarterback. Nothing the passer. <laughs> Instead of roughing the passer,
4: nothing the passer. All right, McLovin. Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, oh, man, I mess it up. Come back
2: to me. Uh, Seaton. What was the new stat we just heard about? Like a turnover, a like turnover likely event? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that.
3: Paulie? Turnover-friendly pass. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, McLovin?
4: Anthony Mason, irrational
3: confidence can be good.
0: The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. The size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Tomorrow, the final day, the final show. As we say goodbye to McLovin. Oh, but wait, there's one more item before we close out this Wednesday. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old time greats, only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. The exclusive trading card partner of the NFL, Panini America utilizes the iconic brands, contenders, national treasures, uh, Donruss, Prism. You get instant classic trading cards, the most popular players, Mac Jones, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and so many more. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards. There's something for everyone in Panini America packs. And it's more than just the NFL. Panini is the exclusive home for the NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Some of the matchups for Week 16. Big Ben will be visiting Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Josh Allen goes to Foxborough rematch against Mac Jones and the Patriots. Baker Mayfield And the Browns traveling to Lambeau. Start or continue your collection now. Go to PaniniAmerica.net. PaniniAmerica.net. The official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show.